thank you for coming today. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Lakeisha Henderson. Okay. And I am a Richmond native, mm-hmm. and I'm the founder of Bike and Brunch Tours. Awesome. So you, we met on one of your tours. That's yes. also where I met Hamilton, who we interviewed a couple weeks ago on the show. But tell us about like what a bike and a brunch tour is. It's an amazing thing. Um, it satisfies your body in multiple ways, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my! <No>. But, uh, <laughs> so, bike and brunch tours are a tour focused on history, culture, and legacy, specifically the history and culture, legacy, and historically black communities. And um, we're based in Baltimore. We are also in Richmond. Thank okay. you for coming on the tour, and uh-huh. we're launching in Charlotte um, at the end of 2019. And at the end of these very leisurely bicycle tours, listener, please, please chime in and verify. <laughs> it's not leisurely, oh, no. <laughs> but it's no, it was a great workout. It wasn't a race. It, it wasn't a race, but it was still a, it was a, it was still a challenge. Okay. Though. It's still a challenge, especially if you're not like a biker. Right. Okay. And Richmond can be very hilly too. So, and we have cobblestones and stuff like that. people in are laughing at you right now. Why? Because that climb up Maryland Avenue oh, in Utah okay. on the tour. Okay. Okay, don't be afraid. Um, edit that part. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but we, we also, for that reason, um, in all um, sincerity, we understand that, you know, our tours are different levels. So the tour that you were on is one that we would consider a tour for level three to five rider. Mm-hmm. Someone who maybe is you know, been off of the trail before, taken a hill or so. And then we also have a tour that is a level one and two rider. Mm-hmm. So something where you really are more so kick, push, kick, push on your bike. Mm-hmm. Very, very much coasting, fewer stops, shorter distance. Our tours are typically about three hours for mm-hmm. the full tour, but our introductory the level one and two tours are more like a one and a half hour or so tour Mm -hmm. and we try to make sure those tours have no or minimal hills okay and um going back to the question of what is a bike and brunch tour so through our bike we explore the space the community and then we end up at a brunch so it's as if you're earning your meal you earn your brunch <laughs> mm-hmm. um you feel good about yourself and it's not your average you know sort of sedentary activity and social activity mm-hmm. you know um it, it's more of a I guess a team building element where as you're riding as mm-hmm. you're exploring the spaces you're having these conversations but you're also you know motivating and encouraging the people that you know and the people you meet along the way mm-hmm. and learning as well and we see it more in is um, the, the bicycle as a tool mm-hmm. to move through the spaces mm-hmm. as opposed to the primary focus being on cycling. So the difference is a ride per se would mm-hmm. just be you moving and then stopping to take a break. The tours, of course, you stopping to absorb the content. And on this tour, one thing that we like to highlight is also engage with the people along the way, mm-hmm. engage with the organizations and the communities. Now, what made you decide, like, what made you come up with this idea mm-hmm. and how did you launch the Bike and Brunch Tour? It gets the start of the tours came as a result of um, my other life. What's your other life? <laughs> Are you Batman? Yeah. What? But <laughs> no, the... Uh, the other life is through architecture and planning. So okay. my background, I'm an architect, and um, I also um, have a master's degree in regional city planning. Okay. And through living in Baltimore and other cities, um, and also just generally being 
part of the community. I was raised in an all-black community. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience has been one where I've definitely been immersed in environments where, you know, it's not all-black, but I've also gone to all-black church and all-black community, mm-hmm. and I've seen the dynamics or the difference between how maybe one space can be perceived and what your lived experience is, mm-hmm. and generally how the narrative and the history sometimes about a people in a space is not always consistent with what the those of outside believe Mm -hmm. and I observed that also when I moved to Baltimore um, there were many people who told me not to go into certain spaces and there Mm -hmm. were certain stereotypes around certain communities Um, and me being an explorer uh, being in those spaces I felt little to none of what some of those stigmas were Mm -hmm. um, and the stigmas that did come through the things that people said that were true weren't any different than what existed in any other community I had seen Mm -hmm. um sort of a self-perpetuating, I guess, uh, experience per se. And I say that to say I, um, I'd say I was hurt to some extent that there are people who had an idea about one community that completely didn't seem to be true. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to change the narrative. And I thought that maybe through, you know, architecture, design, planning, engaging with um, community organizations, Mm -hmm certain um city entities and and the the standard places where people would go and say I'm going to talk to these leaders and do these things but what I really found is that um it seemed to be more genuine and Mm -hmm. more effective and more impactful to um really just do something that you actually work with people who are actively and consistently working in the community Mm -hmm. um who are inside as opposed to the outside pushing inside Mm -hmm. um and so in thinking about that, I also found that when you're too direct mm-hmm. and you say, I want to change the narrative, that doesn't translate as well as like, hey, you want to go on a bike ride and we can mm-hmm. grab brunch after so it's and we more can talk a, about some things along the way. Yeah, so it's like a more indirect way to like engage right. people in exactly. space and place and exactly. race and some other things, mm-hmm. planning. What took you to Baltimore? The cost of living, to be okay. frank. Interesting that you should say that. Someone just sent me a link today about what it cost. Um, what what how much of a salary you need to earn to pay a mortgage in different cities across the U.S. Uh-huh. And I'm always baffled about why people choose to live certain places. Like where? Um, so, for instance, um, I'll give you some of the numbers that were on that list. They said you needed to earn $112,000 mm-hmm. per year to um, be able to comfortably have a mortgage in D.C. Mm-hmm. Then they showed Atlanta being around 54000 And, of course, as you can man- imagine, there were about 12 or so cities. And so, you know, of course, people have the differing reasons why they're based in places. Mm-hmm. But um, Baltimore is just down the road, and the cost of living is probably a quarter of what it costs to live in D.C. So, oh, as wow. you can imagine, a lot of people commute back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but to not go too far down that rabbit hole, um, I was living in D.C. Mm-hmm. and being from Richmond, mm-hmm. I was very comfortable in Baltimore. I felt more familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I moved there. Oh, cool. OK. I'm curious about how the bike and brunch tours helps bridge that gap between challenges maybe Baltimore is facing and, you know, where it's an idealized final state. OK. Um, so I'll just put a disclaimer out there and say mm-hmm. that in no way do I think that I can solve all of, I guess, the the gaps or um, or that I'm even aware of 
I guess, every aspect of the day-to-day life in the communities that we tour in. Mm -hmm. My tours come from my personal experience, the engagement that I try to maintain with community organizations, um, neighbors, frankly, I've lived in the neighborhoods where we tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I only aspire to do uh, is to share what I know, Mm -hmm. share the experience of those people who've spoken with me, um, the youth specifically, because ultimately our goal with Bike and Brunch Tours is to have the youth from communities mm-hmm. tell their own story, tell the history, talk about the culture um, that informed their life and the culture that they are building. Mm-hmm. And then also giving more light to the businesses, specifically black owned businesses that are in those communities. Mm-hmm. So those are my objectives more so is to increase access to resources within the community and to change the narrative and to make sure that people who decide to either move or work in the communities or with anybody in the spaces, that they do so without such a stigma. Mm -hmm. um, And they do so after shedding some of their preconceived notions Mm. that aren't true. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really see myself or the bike and brunch tour specifically as more of, um, I guess, a a connector Mm -hmm. and a resource to share information. What's been most surprising about, or like what, what have people said or have there been like, I feel like sometimes program, not programs, but events like a bike and brunch Uh tour or like, something that's unique in that way uh-huh. brings people together in really surprising ways. So I'm curious about like what's been most surprising as you've grown and you're expanding. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if I would say that these were things that were surprising, but they were, I guess, pleasant surprises. Something as simple as being with the group, riding through the neighborhood and having like some, you know, young kids come off of the stoop and say, hey, where are y'all going? Can we go? Because we're perceived more as just like some people playing in the okay. street or riding our bikes and having fun just like they would. Uh-huh. And joining. And honestly, if somebody and people could tell you if and this happens more in Baltimore, I haven't yet really seen it happen in Richmond as much. Mm-hmm. But if somebody pops in and starts talking, especially if it's somebody I know mm-hmm. <laughs> from the neighborhood. I just tell them to come on because mm-hmm. I feel like, how can I tell you not to come follow us on your bike through your neighborhood? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So we've had little kids ride beside, ask questions, and we'll stop and kids will chime in and tell us what they know about mm-hmm. the neighborhood or the location. Or even sort of ask some of the people like, you know, what you doing in my neighborhood? Not in an aggressive way, but like, oh, what are you doing over here? Like, mm-hmm. what's this? And they are not talking to me. They're talking to the guests. And. I, unless somebody appears to be uncomfortable, which never happens, Mm -hmm. allow the interaction to happen. But from a different standpoint, one of the, and I don't think this was a surprise. This was something that we hope will happen. And Mm -hmm. so I'm pleasantly pleased or surprised that a lot of people who take the tour together, like each tour almost seems like they have their own community that they build. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who've taken the tour together, Mm -hmm. meet other people, end up riding with those people later on. Um, And then we also do a thing at the, um, the last Thursday of every month in Baltimore. And then we also do with the last Saturday of every month in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. maintenance and mingle. So it creates a space where people who ride, who are local can then reconnect 
mm-hmm. in a space and, you know, continue a conversation if they didn't get someone's contact information or if they want to find more about how they can keep riding, mm-hmm. have a buddy to commute to work with or somebody to get on the trail with or even find other people to learn how to bike mm. um, together. So, What's the like for people who are newer to biking, mm-hmm. like what are some some tips that you would give them? Okay. Because I feel like biking has its own culture around fixed gear, <laughs> you know, repairs. Do you have your own kit? Like, how do you, right. how do you get somebody geared up for riding? They, and you know, the, the saying is like, it's like as easy as riding a bike, uh-huh. but like sometimes that's not that easy. <laughs> right. So I admit, I, I probably just like with anything that you used to do, I'm maybe a little bit biased because to me, I'm thinking like, yeah, just jump on your bike and come on. Mm-hmm. I am not that person who I, I vehemently against bicycle shaming. Bring your Walmart bike. I don't care. I often get knocked by people because I like to ride in jeans. But I'm mm. like, okay. Um, I know other people who do too. Mm-hmm. But I'm not What's really. What's wrong with biking in jeans? So some people, because jeans are restrictive and they're not as, you know, comfortable as like spandex or flexible things. Well, what if you don't want all your cakes out exactly. in the wind? Exactly. <laughs> I I ride in dresses and skirts and heels and whatnot. So I think it's just what you're comfortable with. And I see my bicycle not as the tool that I'm trying to compete on, Mm -hmm. but a form of transportation. So if I'm going to meet some friends for brunch and I don't feel like parking and I'm in a hurry, quite frankly, when I'm in the downtown area, it's easier to get on a bike share or a bike Mm -hmm. and get there, throw my bag in the the basket and Mm -hmm. keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you hear people say, oh, you're going to get sweaty. It's too hot. I'm like, well, just don't ride that fast. But um, to your question, as far as preparing for the tour, really, I just say be comfortable on our tours. Make sure you've read the pre-tour email Mm -hmm. to make sure that you do the things that we recommend. Mm -hmm. Make Mm -hmm. sure, you know, if you don't have a helmet, that you rent one. We have bicycles um, that we rent. We have helmets that we rent to people. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't really think of any preparatory things to do. Um, charge your phone if you want to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Bring um, water. Bring well, or yes, snacks. Bring, well, yes, bring water and snacks. But typically, also on our um, rides, unless something happens, we bring water and snacks oh, okay. for people, and we have extra water and things in bags. Now, I will say on like some of the hotter days, mm-hmm. we might go through a couple more water bottles, but um, we typically have a halfway point. I think on the tour you were on, mm-hmm. we didn't do a halfway point mm-hmm. stop, and at that point we uh, <laughs> so at the halfway point. Um, I was hurting. In Richmond, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hurting. It was hot. That day, you, it was hot. you're a trooper because I think it was in the 90s that day. Yeah, it was It so, was hot. But, I mean, I think the dope thing about it was that we got a chance to meet Hamilton Glass, mm-hmm. who's been on the show. And, like, he gave us a really detailed tour of mural art in Richmond and was able to take us to some of the iconic places mm-hmm. where mural art is in Richmond. I wasn't even anticipating right. that. And it was, like, a, just a great way to get to know other people and talk about connect right. with folks that's not the club right right, right. <laughs> because I, I mean nightlife alternatives yeah i mean because i think that's one of the things that especially like as you get older and are looking for ways to mm-hmm. socialize with folks being in a club is just not unless everybody's dancing and i don't i feel like in richmond folks kind of like hold up the wall a little bit <laughs> but but yeah like it's it's hard to do events where you are actually talking to new people and like mm-hmm. connecting and having In a meaningful way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like being able to be on a bike, I, for me at least, I struggled. Right. And Hamilton was like, "You can do it," <laughs> even though I was like, "Don't encourage me." I, 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 I was so ornery and mean. I feel like this is the um, 
the podcast of why you should not take the tour. No, no, no. <laughs> T's like, I brought you one here to tell everybody how hot and thirsty. <laughs> no, but, but you know what? I think one of the things I like about it too is that it's exercise, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like exercise. Right. I'm not a huge, like, I'm going to go to, like, the CrossFit box or, mm-hmm. like, go to this thing or that thing. But, like, I feel like riding a bike, like you said, if I'm getting from point A to point B, it's like, oh, it's easy and I'm, like, active. Right. So I really love things where it's, like, I don't have to actively exercise where I don't have to actively be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm exercising my yeah, body. Yeah. I so. have to count. <laughs> exactly. So you all have a, you have a, a tour coming up. Yes. This weekend. Yes. Okay. And hopefully will not be as hot as the one you were on. Okay. And we will have our halfway stop. Okay. So um, the tour will be focused, of course, on the standard history, culture, and legacy of Richmond. Our tours go through um, Northside, uh, specifically around like the Highland Park area mm-hmm. and Jackson Ward. But um, this tour will make a slight deviation from our standard route mm-hmm. to head over to the Arthur Ashe Boulevard dedication ceremony. Wow. Okay. And just a little bit of personal backdrop. I remember, and I haven't seen her in quite a while, um, as a child, I think one of my early introductions to Arthur Ashe was taking a ballet class with his niece. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because um, I later realized as well that there were different people from our church and different places who connected with his family mm-hmm. um and that of course led me to want to know more about the mm-hmm. legend who is arthur ash mm-hmm. as just a richmonder um but then also as someone who you know that that whole scholar athlete title that's used and that was definitely him and so in this tour we will stop at the dedication ceremony because it just seems like it how could we not yeah um stop there and that's on saturday yes it's saturday um so as part of the tour when you sign up we'll automatically just have you register to um to drop in there so mm-hmm. we won't participate we don't have a role it's not a formal um partnership yes exactly um but definitely there will be a stop there and of course um on the tour we have a mural that is um the mural painted by hamilton glass of arthur ash Mm -hmm. um that is in Battery Park, which is not the park where Arthur Ashe um, learned to play, which I know that's um, the common assumption mm-hmm. around it. Um, where did he learn to play? So I think that was, was it Brookfield, mm. I want to say. Where is that? And that's the thing. <laughs> that is Brookfield is downtown Richmond, and I believe that the park um, it may be wrong. I mm-hmm. don't think the park as it was at that point mm-hmm. exists right now. Got it. But there's ongoing research right now because um, we're trying to plan in some other surprises okay. with the tour. Um, so this will be for um, this Saturday for this Saturday. So okay. it'll be more ash heavy, Arthur Ash heavy gotcha. tour than in the past. Typically, we try to mix in the business, the mural, the public art, mm-hmm. the history and just general sort of Richmond aspects of it. But this um, tour, we will try to give homage to Arthur Ash. Awesome. And where's the brunch? That's I think that's what the the more I know people always ask and I just sometimes want to be like grandma like just sit back we're gonna get no, there no we want to know the bunch are there bottomless mimosas right right what are the what's the Yelp reviews right. I mean I, I think the brunch part is uh, honestly the the part, the part. right 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 <laughs> so it's okay a lot of people do and we definitely um relax and mm-hmm. yes uh, <laughs> recover mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. 
and Medicaid for some people mm-hmm. <laughs> at brunch, um, depending. Like, if we have youth with us, if mm-hmm. I see ahead of time that we have a um, younger crowd, we might do some things differently. But sometimes, you know, we might get a pitcher of mimosas or sangria or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the brunch is at Maya. Okay. And um, that's across from the Carpenter Center. Okay. Um, women-owned venue. Um, I think nice. we've shared some libations there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I have a story <laughs> offline to tell you about that. But, okay. Um, so very fresh food, great. Um, and so we we actually are open to other locations. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know we've spoken to Urban Hang Suite and other locations. Oh, nice. Um, however, um, at this point, because of the just the logistics around it, oh, okay. We we have consistently still used Maya, but because we are definitely the ride, exploring ride user. Yeah, the rideshare stop, and then also just the the offerings, a variety of the offerings, and then the timing mm-hmm. of the tour and the stop. Gotcha. So, well, whenever you get a, a brunch spot that has like chicken and waffles on it, let me know how. All right, how is how is bike how is cycling or biking changed your life? You know, if I was gonna say oh, it hasn't really changed that much, but I will say that once you begin to bike, I think you develop a whole. I'll say you you create you create a sub community. So you have your friends mm-hmm. that you hang out with. You know your girlfriends that you do all the other things, but there are your guy friends. And then you have your friends that you do those things with who also bike. Mm-hmm. And you actually start to spend more time with them mm-hmm. because some of your friends might say, I'm not going to bike to this event or to that. And then the friends who do, you mm-hmm. bike with them. But usually what happens is either on the way there or after you deviate mm-hmm. and you end up doing all these other things mm-hmm. that the people who are in the cars aren't doing. And the mm-hmm. people, you, you know, it's just a different culture. And I know that um, in Baltimore, as well as other cities, places have night rides, they have midday rides, mm-hmm. and you just go off. I mean, it's almost like being a kid again where mm-hmm. you meet up with your friends and you guys just take off and ride, and you ride and stop and ride and stop until you get tired. And the great thing about biking as an adult, there's no street lights to come on. There's no one call- <laughs> Well, I guess for some some people like who have families to get back to, <laughs> True. Um, there's not been anyone really calling home. But, you know, it's, it's a very freeing sense, mm-hmm. and... I have also learned from riding with different people and really, you know, you mentioned the tour being a great way to get to know people, but I think biking is as well, because what you find is when you bike, there's a sense of, I think, trust that you have to have that, you know, the person in the front or the back, the people have your back and they have your front and they have your side and that you're operating, even though independently still somewhat as a unit. Mm -hmm. And often especially if you're riding at night with people you don't know because you're maybe in a group. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are people who know one another. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're talking, you're getting to know more people. So as you mentioned, it's not the club, but, you know, we have music. We're moving, going through space, outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'll say with that is you definitely um, create some kinships and some bonds through your bicycle so I think in that sense that I have uh, built new friendships, new connections. And I've also learned that for a lot of people, cycling isn't just fun, but it's also healing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, dope. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank um, you. Where can we find you online? Where can we learn more about? Where can we find you online? Where can we learn more about this weekend's Arth- Ar- <laughs> Arthur Ashe-inspired bike and brunch activities? There, I said. There you go. <laughs> the tongue twister. Um, all of our tours are on our website, 
That's at Bike and Brunch Tours. That's B-I-K-E-A-N-D-B-R-U-N-C-H-T-O-U-R-S.com. And you can click any of the tabs. The Richmond Tours, the RBA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, the Baltimore Tours are listed under Saturday and Sunday. And then the Charlotte Tour will come. We also travel. Um, we just came back from Miami for the um, American Black Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And we have some other trips. So if you also click the subscribe button while you're on the website, you'll get updates about things that are going on. We also do special events so we have a birthday ride coming up we do that on occasion with people people have talked about doing bachelorette's ride we haven't done one but i'm really looking forward to doing that Mm -hmm. we also do organizational um tours so whether it's a fraternity a sorority a family reunion Mm -hmm. also a corporation or a local organization who just wants to either do a retreat or take people Mm -hmm. um we can facilitate that as a private group or integrated into our other ride those requests can also be made through the website you can also go to our facebook page and click book now we're on facebook and instagram as bike and brunch tours and we are on twitter at bike brunch tours awesome Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Kickback. If you'd like to listen to back episodes, you can subscribe to our podcast feed on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. This episode was edited by me, T, and our outro music is Call On Me by Aaron Abernathy. Peace.